Some things you just shouldn't include in your D&D game. Other things you can, but just tread lightly. It's five topics to tread lightly on in your D&D game. This week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hello, Scott. Hello, Bill. Hello, Lou. Hello, Lou. We're talking about things this week that you should be very cautious about, including in your D&D game. But let's talk about something. Let's go ahead. That you should not tread lightly on. And that, of course, is entering into our epic giveaway. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And because there was so much stuff in this giveaway, I had to pull up our website, www.thedungeonmastersdojo, all one word, dot com which is where you need to go to enter into the epic giveaway. It's totally free, so why not do it? But listen to what we're giving away. And listen do tell. carefully. It's a long Four list. dice trays, 12 complete sets of dice that are guaranteed to roll better for you than they would for me. Guaranteed. Four crown royal bags because... That's what the dice bags were back when we first started playing D&D. I always thought we should call them traditional dice bags. Because that's precisely what they are. <laughs> and because we love each and every one of you, the three of us emptied the bottles in each one of those bags. For and, you. For you. And my liver hurts. Mine don't. Mine wants more. The D&D Essentials Kit. Nice. That comes with a module. Yep. Or an adventure, I should say. No module. The D&D starter kit, again, with an adventure. <laughs> Horde of the Dragon Queen D&D adventure. The Young Adventurers collection for the brand new D&D players. Gotta draw them in. Gotta. Nerdarchies out of the box encounters. Now, this is a big, big hardbound book. Full of gorgeous artwork made by Dave and Ted over at Nerdarchy. That is a quality, quality book. I think it retails for like 50 bucks or, yep, exactly or something like that. Yeah, it's a really good edition. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, Brass and Steel Steampunk Tabletop RPG. That's a fun, whole other fun game. game. Fun, it fun is. game. It is great fun. Uh, some OSR greats. The Rad Hack, Into the Odd, and White Box Fantastic Medieval Adventure Game. Not bad. But wait. There's more. There's That's more. not all. The Curse of Strahd revamped is included as well. This is a big giveaway, and that each one of these things is probably a decent, a decent thing to get just on its own. But no, um, we've packaged them all together, and you get it as one giant lump sum for the low, low cost of zero. Nothing. Like ten seconds of your time. All you have to do is go to the DungeonMastersDojo.com, leave us a message. The form is right there. On the bottom of the first page. On the bottom of the first page and enter into our epic giveaway. Why are we doing this? Not just because we are awesome, but it's in celebration of one year of podcasting. We're very happy to have lasted one year. 
We're even happier to have people other than our immediate family listening to us. So thank you. Um, so this is your opportunity. Uh, it's our way of saying thank you to each and every one of you. Tell your friends to enter as well. They should listen to, so make it a point to go, hey, listen to these guys. Yeah, spread the word, spread the love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the beauty of it is not only do you get to enter, but while you're making comments, perhaps while you're there, take more than just 10 seconds and maybe make a suggestion of what you'd like to hear. Whether yeah. or not you'd actually like to listen to the these three old farts do live gameplay. Yeah, there'd be more than just the three of us, but yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you're interested but, in something oh, we'll, like that. We'll drag a couple more old farts along yeah. with us. So yeah, we'll drag We some haven't more. started dying yet. No, yet. Well, well, I have, but uh, I'm just not letting you guys know. I have really good spells. There's a jar that has like his soul in it somewhere, so you really can't do him in it. There's a phylactery yeah, hidden until somewhere. Until you bust that old mason jar, you know, up on... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, as Bill said, yeah, definitely let us know if there's something you want to hear about, hear our take on, and certainly. And although we don't want to hear it, if there's something you perhaps do not like or maybe would like to hear different, please let us know. We are open to criticism as well. I'm likely to ignore it. Yeah, I'll but, probably cry over it. But Lou will pay attention and make yeah. us respond to it. Yes, yes. Because he's our conscious morals and compass. I don't know about the morals. Well, I don't have any, so he has to have well, that, some. That's why we have Frank on board now. Yes. Yes, we have Frank. We have a staff member. A young whippersnapper, if you will. A dynamic young man in his mid-40s. Well, it's barely into his prime is by my standards. Yeah, I, actually, I think Frank might be younger. <laughs> I think that. he is younger. younger <laughs> he is. By a couple years. Yeah. Um, but he's taken on several of the uh, the new editing responsibilities at one point he did this as a profession yeah so if suddenly we sound slightly better because lou does an amazing it's job. not because we haven't improved no no <laughs> because we <laughs> we have we've tried and lou's yelled about it and you've tried i i yeah i'm not big on trying i've I, run out of the room in tears I, uh I, locked I, myself in the bathroom I, there's not yeah. much change for me <laughs> uh but if we do sound better uh, it's it's Frank, not us. Thank you, Frank, in advance. Yes, thank you, yes. Frank. And Lou is far less cranky not having to, uh, I, well, I'm actually not far less cranky, but less cranky. Incrementally. Not, yeah, not having to, yeah, which is which is um, nice and disturbing. Uh, but. Much the, like a shark smiles. The, the, um, the to-do list has gotten larger because he has more time in his hands. Way bigger. It sucks. Double-edged sword on that one. Gee, thanks, Frank, for making Lou pay more attention to us. Yay. We liked you right up to this point right now. Now you're just tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so topics to tread lightly on in your D&D game. I I think if you are a new DM. These are something you guys need to really um, take, take to the point. Yeah, and and maybe you shouldn't even bother to include these in your game until after you get a little experience under your belt. There's a way to do it well and properly, but if you don't, then it it could be an absolute nightmare. I think straight out of the gates, the one and only way you can get away with touching on any of these subjects and have your table not freak out on you is familiarity. With your players. That's absolutely necessary. New new players, no. This nope. is taboo. 
Um, this is going to shift to a whole different category. But if you are familiar with your players, you've been going out, you know these people. They're our friends. You can touch on these carefully. Yes. And done so. And there are some campaign settings that will delve into these as well. Yeah. So you need to do so carefully. And I think your session zero is where you establish that baseline. I was just going to say This is that. where I'd like to go. This is the game system that we're going to use. This is the campaign setting. This is what I'm thinking of doing. There may be some of these items that we are going to go over that might come up. Is anyone uncomfortable with this? Yeah. Are we cool? You know, establish your baseline immediately. It requires your players to have a great deal of trust in you. Yes. That yeah. is extremely important that you're not going to do anything offensive towards them, that you're not – it just – trust is a big factor. And respect because yes. if it does and the players start getting out of line, they have to respect the game master to be able to reel it in. Yes. And if he says, uh-uh, no, 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 that's enough, you know, let's let's not go there – your players must respect the game master as the head of the table to say, all right, you know, okay, yeah, all right, maybe that went a little bit too far. Okay, we're good. Yep, I I think I was listening to D20 to Curtin with Jerome and his crew. One of my favorites. Way back in the beginning, and he actually sat down, if I remember correctly, and asked each one of them what topics they want to stay away from. That's another way to do it, too. Yes, it is. Just say, hey, what are you comfortable with and what are you not comfortable with? Yeah, and and if if you have a table that you've been playing with for a while, then you can have that conversation out in the open. Yep. If you don't, you know, maybe it's just write down what you're not cool with. Or have a one-on-one. Yeah, or have a one-on-one. And DMs, you absolutely must be yeah. respectful of these boundaries. Yeah, there's there's no there's no gray area in this one. Yeah. And and, and that's coming from me who has no filters um and very little um forethought and anything that spills out of my face hole so because he talks first thinks later i don't think at all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're gonna be going over these and a lot of these i'm like uh yeah i would i spout stuff off of these all the time and that's half of the editing stuff that ends up on the floor because bill has no filters and speaks first well bill see bill's not as bad as he thinks he is sometimes and i've cut stuff even from my from what i've said because i was like ooh, that's bad Scott, maybe once or twice. Bill, you know, maybe two or three times. Me, myself, maybe once, twice. Well, a lot of that stems from our familiarity. Yes, we are. We've we known are, each other. We've known each other longer than we have. And yep. as Scott says, I mean, 30-plus, almost 40 years we've known each other. So there's a certain familiarity and things, like I said, will spill out of my, my noisy-making face hole because of that familiarity Bill forgetting that he's speaking into a mic for public ten, consumption, public consumption. <laughs> and then Lou just makes it rolls his eyes, does the face palm thing. And I'm like, Oh, that one's going to make the floor. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, these are mandatory. So let's, let's get into it. Shall yeah. We? Let's uh, let's just dive right in slavery, slavery. And I've, I've had uh, slavery topics in my games is as long as I can remember. But if we're talking D and D tread lightly on the topic, especially where, where uh, brutality comes in. I like to prefer to describe it 
as okay there's a you know there's a, a slave auction these people are being mistreated and and leave it at that or uh when describing a a culture that the player characters are 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 coming into contact with that has that practices you know the ownership of other human beings i will describe that up until a point but i i won't i won't use like real world examples from no, a no, more recent you keep it rated g pretty much well g plus we'll the, say the way yeah. i go about it is indentured servitude y- yes very and then when i have it in my mind it's where if someone had a debt they would put themselves in indentured servitude to pay off yep. their debt i mean they voluntarily went into this or if they were captured from another country they were put into indentured servitude and they could actually earn their freedom at some point. So how you go about it is tricky. I don't want to say you want to sugarcoat it, but you don't want to brutalize it by, by any means. Right, right. Um, it's not that I own this person, they are a piece of property. They own this person to pay off a debt. And or or to, whether it's to me, to society, something like that. You got people these days picking up trash on the side of the highway. That's community service. That's indentured servitude. To a considerably lesser degree. Yeah, it is. But it is. So would you call them slaves? No, they're indentured servants. I have never to society. strayed from that uh, ownership of, of other people. Straight out slavery is, is something that's been a part of my campaigns for for a while there's just some cultures that practice it in our homebrew world other cultures that abhor it and it is an opportunity for uh character development campaign development furthering the storyline but you really you know you can't sugarcoat it because it's just not no matter how much sugar you put on a topic like that it's it's not going to be appetizing no um but you you don't want to romanticize it either and but you don't want to get into the brutal ugliness of it because that could be really deeply disturbing. And, you know, that topic's not that not that distant in our past, unfortunately. No, unfortunately, no. No, it's not. But, I mean, even if you go back a little ways in some of the old modules or game systems, I mean, look at Dark Sun. Dark Sun yeah. is, is all based on that. Yeah. yeah, there's a huge, you know, and that's one of the giant controversies about bringing Dark Sun back. But it is... It is part of that particular world. There's I, no, there, yeah, and there really, there's no adventure in a perfect world because, because why? Right. Why would you? Well, I look at it. I look at this is how I look at it. You'd never want to totally get rid of it because then you'll forget about it. Yep. And you don't. You won't have nothing to learn from. So as long as you're treading lightly, at least that's something that everybody else can take away and say this is something that shouldn't happen today in society. It's a part of the game, but it should not be in the forefront, and it should not be the driving part of your story or your game or your characters. Right. It is just one more nuance in the game that they have to, an adversity that they're, they're going to have to work with around or against. Sexuality could be another hot topic. That is very much a hot topic, yep. especially today. It could be anything from sexual preference to just the, the act of fornication, but it's, it's not something that it, and I, I tend to I tend to leave that out. Um, that's like uh, just fading to black. Yeah, that's a fade to black situation, mm-hmm. and uh, sexuality such as 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 sexual preference. I when when it when it is included in in my game, 
it is it is usually because a a player character has a particular preference. And I'm always cautious about that because it's um, not as though I want to have it presented as kind of like a stereotype or uh, used for comedic purposes. Right. Um, so it has to be it has to be tastefully done by by the player character. Marcus Marcus played a bard who was a little flamboyant. Yeah, he was a little flamboyant. It was tastefully done, but he he was I don't even. It, Non-binary? Non-binary. I think that's the word. Is you're that looking the, for? the yep. word? Yeah. So um, we are we are trying to learn this new language. I was just I was going to say if we say something wrong, it's because we we don't know the new words. It's only yeah. our ignorance. We're yeah. we're practicing. We just don't know it. We didn't have this these words coming up. So I I, I think on the topic of sexuality, people can get very uncomfortable. Um, yes, very quickly. Very like yes. like and, zero to sixty, and some people may not even say nothing, and they'll just leave your table. Yeah, and that's a shame. Yep. Um, well, that falls to the game master to see the body language. Yeah, and you can tell and, you can and read stop. It. Yeah, you should be able to um, communicate and interact with other people all day long on our life. You know, during our lives, no matter how secluded you are, you still have to go out and shop. You still have to go mm-hmm. get gas for your car. You still have to pay your bills, and you still run into people. As you do so, you pick up on body language. And it's fairly easy as long as you're paying attention. As a game master, you damn well better be paying attention to your players. And if you see someone squirming, having a difficult time making eye contact, uh, pulls themselves back from the table and crosses their arms, that's a typical sign of closing themselves off. Yeah, because you really don't know what happened to some people in the, their, oh, their, yeah. their, you know, in their in their personal lives. Exactly. Yeah. So if you see some of these signs, and I'm not even a therapist, and I'm, I'm the old grognard here, so if this troglodyte old bastard can figure it out, you know, you should be able to. Yep. If you see signs like this, then you need to pull them aside and say, hey, am I making you uncomfortable? Is this, this whole thing going awry? And it's just not about the DM making them uncomfortable. It's right. the next person making you uncomfortable as well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, not necessarily if you were doing it. If It's being done at the table. Right. You as the game master are the referee. You're taking ownership. Right. So you're the one that needs to notice this and say, hey, you know, let's, let's, take, a, let's take a break here. And, hey, can I talk to you over here in the corner for a second? And get to the gist of it. And if that's the case, then you come back. And go, okay, we're gonna we're gonna train the change the tact here, and uh, we're gonna kind of like put the kibosh on that because it's 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 going a little off off story. And you know, sugarcoat it. You know, you know, disguise it, or or just say, hey, there's people at the table not feeling comfortable with this. That's what I was gonna say because you don't want to single anybody out either. Right. That will make so there's, them there's feel people that are feeling uncomfortable with this. Let's not go this way. Let's try this instead. Yeah, and players, please be respectful of that too. Um, yes. because there may be a point in time where you're not feeling okay about something and you're going to want that, that degree of support Shoe on from the, the other, other foot. the other folks. I think the only time it should be, it should be brought up is if it's an integral part of the story and it very, very seldom is. Right. Um, you know, there's a few instances where I can, I can think of, where sexuality might be an integral part of the story. And that would be in the, um, in the instance where, well, I'm going to, I'm going to marry my daughter or my son off to this person to uh, kind of combine two families. And then, you know, they're, they're like, no, I don't want to do that because that's not my, my preference. And then the PCs are somehow involved with that. But otherwise, 
it should be another instance where it's a it's a, a fade to black yeah, you know this, situation. This is not a romance novel. Yeah, yeah exactly, where it's like yeah. if your if your PCs want to go carousing down at the ticklish whisker and visit some of the you know the 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 local uh, streetwalkers and the whatnot. Okay, you do that. Subtract this amount of you know, and then and then move on. <laughs> we don't need a detailed uh, yeah. list of of your exploits. Thank you. And and certainly, um, sexual preference shouldn't be really. I mean, a factor in it never should be. You know, in, in anything really. Well, I mean, what, what what does it what does it really matter? Right. And, but you know, one of the big reasons why that is should be tread lightly is you don't know what the preferences are of your players, because it's not like you fill out a questionnaire before you sit at the table, <laughs> right? Nor, nor should you just show up and Even play a good you game. Do know what the preferences are. Be respectful. Be very respectful yeah. because now you're kind of insulting them. Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of, I feel like it, the game table is somewhere where people could just sit down and be accepted as who they are. And that's it. You know, you're a cool person to play with. That's all that really matters. That's all that should matter. You, know? you played that character and I don't care. You know, that character was cool. Yep. And whether it is a reflection of your personal preferences or an abstract, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That's the character and that's what you played and that's who we presented and that's what we're reacting to. And that was cool. Politics, the hot one. Well, this one's debatable. Yeah, this um, this like, one is because, like, if it's us three here, we've like I said, we've known each other. We know kind of our politic, you know, our political stances, and we can have this talk without getting into an argument. It's not going. It's like church and state. You don't do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Once again, familiarity exactly you know, is a huge, huge thing. But if you don't know now, if there's I bring politics into my games a lot, but it's the politics of the world yep. that we're in, not real and, life politics. And that's what's important. And that's differentiating, you know, that's that's the borderline. You know, or is this the politics of the now if your politics in your world are very mirror like and reflective of the present day, you're get you're setting yourself up for issues. Yeah. Right. So if it's a fiefdom, you know, leave it at that. If it's a uh, a matriarch, then leave it like that. If it you know, go Go back to one of our other episodes where we've talked about, you know, different governing uh, bodies. Uh, I believe I did that in one of the quick tips. I don't remember which name. I don't remember which one off the top of my head either. But still, I mean, try not to mirror present-day politics because you're just opening yourself up for a world of shit. Yeah, you don't want to get it You don't want to get it too close no. to where we're at now, which is a pretty hot political climate for the past several years. True. Um, and another one of, you know what, who... Our gaming group has all sorts of different political affiliations, and we all seem to get along because we leave that we leave that outside of the gaming table. Absolutely. And in our homebrew world, where it's yeah, there's there's uh, mirrored politics that the political climate of the world is 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 not reflective of today's present political climate no it is just governmental constructs yes so you yeah you don't you don't want to have thinly veiled um world leaders (laughs) that uh mirror you know certain political figures from uh the recent past if if your world leader is named hayden yeah um yeah that's a probably a bad idea or bump 
or bump. Yeah, yeah. you um, you really need to rethink, ba- back it off a little bit because people have a, a very strong emotional bond with their 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 belief sets and politics is one of them. So it's just not it's not okay, really. If you want to keep friends and have a good time at the table, leave all that other bullshit outside. You know, that's why we get together and we game is to get away from the uh, the grim reality of life at times. <laughs> All right. So then we move on to PC and PC or PC and NPC romance. Yeah, that's um, that's something that I like to just brush over again. If unless it's part of the plot yeah. and the storyline or the player character say this is what we want to do. I was about to say play style housekeeping. Yep. Right, like that. That's uh, that's a different type style of game, and if yes. the game master allows it, and it is you're right. And this is very much a housekeeping play style because you're gonna oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna, oh what are you gonna do we're gonna go buy furniture. Uh, okay, fine. If that's the way the game's gonna go, and that's the way this game's gonna go. Yeah. But if they're not ready for it, this could really derail your game real fast. It it can. There's all sorts of stuff that that could go wrong. I've I have seen a PC PC romance between two players, one of which was another player's girlfriend, and that did not go well. You I, get a lot of that too. Yeah, the boyfriend I, girlfriend, all of a sudden, you know, as the you know the PCs. Yeah. The, the, oh, their boyfriend girlfriend or husband and wife as well, and ooh, that, that yeah, or it never turns out well. Or they're not husband and wife, but you know, it's like okay, I'm having a romance with this dude's real life girlfriend at the gaming table, and that never goes well. Nope. And or some cringy moments with a couple a couple people playing different different gendered characters, and it just you know it's just like what is what is going on right now? Um, or I I want to um, I want to uh, you know fornicate with the buxom barmaid or uh, you know the person running the general store, and they want to role play it out. No. Just. <laughs> Fade to black. Fade fade to black. This coming from a, the relationship king himself, too. So, <laughs> you know, it just nailed it. But the, <laughs> it. Like I think you said, it, it can destroy a game. I remember yes. yeah, years ago in this very basement, we had yep. somebody that was a housekeeper. Yes. And um, I was down here. I played, but I really I wasn't playing. Right. Uh, I was. You were attending. I was, And that's what I was. And it really wasn't good for me anyway. Yep. It wasn't my style of game. Um, so it really does put people off sometimes. Yep. And, and it's a different play style. And if that's what you're comfortable with and that's what your game master is presenting, you know, that that's your table, great. Have fun with it. But in most cases, people do not want to role play out the day-to-day lives of a couple. Yeah. Right. Because most of us are doing it in real life. And want to get away from it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need that break. Yes, I bought furniture in real life. And it sucks. And, and after that, I mowed the lawn. I was about to say this. And, and I picked up the dog crap in the backyard. Yep. I, mean, I picked up the dragon crap in the backyard. And uh, yes, and no, and, and the Zorn got off the leash again. So And the neighbors are pissed. Yes. It's like, uh, all right, that's what I do uh, six <laughs> days out of the week, 24 hours a day, seven days. Give me my four hours of, I, of like fantasy. Yeah, I want my sword to kill things. Yes. So does he, but it's not going to happen. Nope, he's going to miss. He's going to miss. But the the uh, yeah the romance stuff, um, I th- you have to be very tactful when you when you deal with that. And there's just you know sometimes it you just got to say, eh, it's not really 
I've time. had boyfriend, girlfriends, and husband and wives and stuff, and usually I talk them out of the inner game romance. Yeah. It's easy because a lot of times I give them NPCs, and if I know they're playing them, I will write into their backstory. They usually barely tolerate one another. Much like a real relationship. So, <laughs> Well, that's just one of yours. Yeah, two, <laughs> one. So... <laughs> It's a rough crowd I hang out with. The one of many. <laughs> oh, there you go. Any, yeah. any more shots you guys want to take before <laughs> oh, we, we move on no, to the next one? No, we'll move on to the next one. I think we were good. <laughs> Probably my biggest one here is the overt racism and bigotry. I think that's one of mine, too. This yeah. one pisses me off. I'm okay with a little bit of it in the game, like much in the same way that, you know, the uh, in the old days, the elves and the dwarves never really liked each other. Right. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't nastiness. Right. You know, it was just different ideologies. And um, that was touched upon a little bit in, in Tolkien's works. And I, I think it was even like, in the movies. Yeah. It was overcome yeah. with the, uh, the friendship between Gimli and Legolas. Right. But it's, uh, I think it's okay if you have an adventuring party and it's a diverse adventuring party and maybe it's a young one, right? You're starting off at first level and you have some some cultural differences which are difficult initially to overcome. But I, I, I think if you're going to do that as players, you have to allow your characters to grow. And Yeah, you be, can't just say, no, that uh, I've... I, I've dislike this particular race or I dislike this particular class because of this. And I will never change. Or even station. Yeah. Yeah. Or even station. Yes. I will never change. And if you stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it, that character's not growing. It's obviously not paying attention to what's going on. And the fact that that person, it might be the healer or keeps is the frontline defender. And the reason you're back here and safe is because they're the one taking all the shots. Or just if you've adventured with someone long enough, you realize that, okay, it's uh, maybe the stuff that I've been fed culturally about the, this other group of people is wrong, is, is wrong because this, this individual that I'm with, that I'm, I'm fighting alongside, I, uh, I've grown to like and respect. And, and trust. And trust. Yeah, because, the, you know, uh, well, I've heard uh, they'll always turn your back on you. And this guy's always coming up and going, hey, do you have enough of this? Can I help you with this? Um, are you okay? Do you get enough sleep? He seems attentive all the time to everyone, including me, who supposedly he's not, he doesn't like, but I've never seen that. Yeah. So why am I being told he doesn't like me? You well, know, so let your character grow. What I was going to say is it's like when Scott and I did your, when you ran that first year campaign, yes. our characters did not like each other no, they because did not. of our station, not because yes. of our race, because of station, uh, yes. because of station. But like, I think like day two or day three, we learned to trust each other. Then year two, when we were doing another year, we actually grew closer Then the year third, you know, our that third year grew. you were inseparable. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. our characters grew. We, yes. we learned that everything's not about station or, or race or, or class or whatever. Right. So the, the, the overt racism, the overt bigotry, yep. I mean, just, you know, the, the jokes. And I was about the, to say, even stuff that's not in game, right. just saying it over the table, like from me to you, you know, that can hurt a table too. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because there's going to be someone at your table that's going, well, that wasn't really inappropriate. Yep. Because it wasn't even in the game. So is that how that person really is? Check yourself. Yeah, making you think, huh? Only because the like old guy with no with with well, like no filters. No, well, some, because again, we've known each other for 
Ever. At forever, 100 years in a day. Sometimes we will say something amongst ourselves, but that's where it stays. Yes, you know, yeah. We don't say it in front of the large crowd. And if we do, if it bothers one, if we hey, that's enough. And it stops. Yep. Yeah. And it's not really race, but it's more about, you know, just we talk, you know, about station or class. Um, and we're like, hey, you know, that, that's as far as it goes. And okay. Well, it's all the, about respect. Over the decades we've been together, we've talked about everything. everything. There is no subject we have not broached at nope. some point. And, you know, it's like, and, and even then it's not, it's not throwing out a comment to say, all right, what's going to be a reaction? We will come right out and ask, what do you think about? Yeah. What do you think about? Because we respect each other's opinion, even if it is diametrically opposed to, to ours. Yeah. We still respect each other. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I see where you're coming from. Well, it all goes back to that one simple thing, and that's a, a, a mutual mutual respect, that baseline respect that yep. um, I think everybody is owed. You know, it's like, all right, let's be respectful of boundaries. Let's be respectful of thoughts and feelings and, and, and all of that stuff. Personal experiences. Yeah. Because, you know, on our getaways and our week longs after the game, we do have these talks, but they are very respectful. Yes. And we stay within our bounds. We all know what our, where our bounds are and the subjects could be anywhere from church, state, anything. Yeah. Um, Oh, again, we, we go, we hit the gambit in one evening. We'll, we'll go over a dozen different topics Yeah. with a group that's 12, 14, 16 large. And, and some of these guys are very, very well educated. Extremely well yeah. educated. And there could be the diversity in our group is pretty amazing. Yes, it is. No one walks away upset. Nope. No one walks away resentful. No one walks away re- remorseful because we have an intellectual conversation amongst friends of differing in opinions. Well, I feel remorseful sometimes when Scott yells at me for yelling at sin. Well, you need to use your words appropriately and drink and less. Be, and drink less. Yeah, and you shouldn't be yelling because that's that's just not. That's not a yell. It's just you know sometimes a hey. You shouldn't you shouldn't scold. I I, well, I like and to scold. I'm old. I know. I know. But at least need, I don't do the finger like Bill does. You need to I use, do the finger. You need to use your words better. <laughs> and the leer. <laughs> and with the spoon. And well, that's only when I'm in the kitchen. And it's a, it's Which a ladle. Is a, quite a quite a bit when you're cooking. I, what can I say? I like to cook. So I with with all these things, feel free to put them in your game, right? But you have to, you have to, you have to, you can only do it up to a certain extent. You know, you really sh- there's a point where you can go, and it's okay. The title of the episode is "Tread Lightly." Any yeah. of these topics, it's called really fade, when knowing when to fade to black, right? Yes. And respecting your table, and your table respecting you at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so among friends, you're certainly more likely to say things you would normally not say in public or even in a group that's not entirely comprised of close friends. But even here, there are some things that might make some of your players uncomfortable. Some points may be a particular point of contention for your players. Others may just hit a little too close to home in real life. And let's face it, we're here to get away from real life. If the subject comes up that seems to make anyone at the table uncomfortable, or you think the topic might be a little bit too much, ask your players whether we can discuss this, and if not, end the conversation. It's as simple as that. And that's five topics to tread lightly on in your D&D game. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. 
or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day. <laughs>